sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And hello everyone, a boo middly hoo hello. <laughs> I've been trying to think of a good way to start off the show. That was so bad. I'm sorry. That was a really bad choice. You know how Robin Williams goes, uh, good morning, Vietnam. I'm trying to think of a boo-hoodly-hoo for us. No? Think longer. Think more. Okay. Well, hi, everyone. My name is Anne Rekovich, and uh, the gorgeous redhead sitting next to me today is... Hello. My name is Renata. And we are the hosts (laughs) of Spooky Sunday, and we are very excited because we are considered... Um, essential services, services? <laughs> because we're in the media. Oh, they could be taken so wrong. Oh, Never mind. Oh. So thank you for joining us again this week. And boy, do we have a lineup of stuff for you. I want to say, firstly, that I have chosen all the songs okay, for this the they're, they're two good. hours. They're good. They're okay? You yep, approve? I do. Um, and we've got some uh, news coming up very shortly. Then we're going to go into our local ghost story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's all happening in the first half hour. And then the second half hour, we've got our paranormal Q&A. Yes, we do. Which uh, we'll give you the phone number very shortly on what to call there, because otherwise you're going to be on hold for an hour. So, mm-hmm. sorry, half hour. Half hour. <laughs> all right. So, Renata, what's been happening in our week? Oh, nothing much. Nothing. We're in lockdown. <laughs> We've been in lockdown. <laughs> My father's been unwell, but we won't talk about him because no. he's a bad boy. No. And uh, he's made me very annoyed. But uh, um, Barry, get well soon. That's mm-hmm. all I'm going to say. <laughs> and to all of you feeling stress and, and feeling anxiety out there, um, we're sorry. We're sorry this is happening, but it is what it is. And we've got to put, put our big girly and boy panties on. <laughs> Put those big Y fronts on and and do the best we can. And ignore the skid marks. And let's face it, nobody's going to see the skid marks anyway because we're all on lockdown. Oh my God. We're going low really quickly. We started well. I have to say, I've still got the same t shirt I had on three days ago. I've got a new one on. I have changed my underwear, but you know. Awesome. Shall I get on to my. Thing of the week, yeah, the, sure. The, the story what what of the have week. you got for us, Renata? What's in the paranormal news? Oh, look, well, we've gone to Zach, <sighs> Zach Baggins, yeah, and Zach Bogans, yeah, no, and he's bought a satanic six string haunted guitar that oh. supposedly killed a teen. Guess how much money he paid for it? Go on, guess, guess, go on, five dollars, no, five thousand dollars, no. $666. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to read this to you. A terrifying artifact is currently in transit to Zach Baggins' haunted museum, the Ghost Adventures host told Newsweek on Friday. I'm not quite sure what Friday it was. I missed out on that bit, but it's it was Friday. That, that makes it news. <laughs> relatively recently, okay? Baggins is now the owner of a supposedly haunted acoustic guitar that could have, could have, been involved in the death of a teenager in 1979. How did they die? We get onto that. I'm sorry, I'm jumping the gun again. I don't play the guitar very well, but you can rest assured that I will most definitely play this instrument and see if anything happens to me, Baggins wrote to Newsweek. That's that's not guitar, that's a 
banjo. Anyway, Baggins purchased the guitar. You could tell from the, my voice. The, <laughs> yes. The brand of which is unknown since lo- the logo has been removed through online music retailer Reverb for $666. Yes, folks, you heard that right. 666, the devil's number. Reverb's listing included a macabre history of the instrument. Apparently, the seller was given the acoustic guitar, which is said to be cursed by the mother of the deceased boy. I thought it was a girl that died. So it's a deceased boy. Yeah. The seller listed the instrument with a warning to the future buyer. Please use extreme caution when conjuring the phantasmic spirits that seem to be channeled through the this inquisitous instrument, it read. Inquisitous? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The words. original owner of the guitar was said to be a 13-year-old boy who was rumoured to be a Satan worshipper. Can this get any worse? I don't think Lee's mother was watching yeah. the internet there no. what he was on to. No, the listing mentions black magic, devil worship, and more before noting how the guitar was possibly involved in the boy's untimely death. This sounds like my paranormal trash and treasure, I'm just saying. It's not. His death has never been solved, but the calamitous kid was found lying in his bed with this guitar draped across him, apparently electrocuted, even though this is an acoustic guitar the listing claims. <laughs> I can't be laughing at this. This is terrible. According to the listing, the owner decided to sell the guitar because the haunted activity it seemed to bring. I've heard the strings discordantly ring out despite no one being near the guitar. Further on three occasions, I put the guitar in my bedroom closet only to find the guitar in my bed when I returned home. And I live alone. The final straw occurred when I saw the guitar levitate out of the trash can I had somberly placed it in. For Baggins, it's the first haunted musical instrument he has in his collection of morbid items, and that's saying a lot. Baggins has some impressive artefacts from serial killers, cult leaders like Charles Manson, and even Jack Kevorkian's death van. I've seen the van, the combi. Combi of death. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. I wonder whether you guys have got a haunted item at home. I'm just having a quick look at the guitar. I found a picture of it mm-hmm. online. It's it a just six lo- string. Yeah, it just looks like a standard guitar. Um, it, I mean, it could have had a pickup built into it, which could have caused the electrocution, but uh, who knows? Mm. That's a weird one. Yes, Go yes. On. Um, I have picked up a number of different things over the years that may possibly be haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm happy to show you at some point in time. I'm sure the radio people would love to see. <laughs> I just place it up in front of the microphone. Look at that. What do you think? What's you your can, vibes? You can use your imagination. I can explain it really in great detail. But mm. Yeah, it, well, it won't help. No, we can put pictures up on the, the Newcastle Live Radio Facebook Absolutely. page like we have with today's and, stuff. And look, if you do have a haunted item at home, um, please, please send it in uh, and we will would love to show it. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, so you can, te- if you do have a haunted object at home, text us on zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. That's zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six, and tell us what it is briefly, and uh, we'll um, we might be able to uh, talk to you about it later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got a little story. Can I tell my little story? You can. Or is that going to interfere with your big story? No, no, no. Well, I've got a story about Vlad. You know, you know Vlad? Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, Vlad the Impaler is now Vlad the Vaccinator. 
Yes. Yes. So we've been to Bran Castle yeah. in Bucharest mm-hmm. in Romania. And uh, that where, was where Vlad or what's his name? Dracula. Mm-hmm. Dracula uh, was supposedly um, living, but it actually is not. If you listen to our True Hauntings podcast on that, you'll hear all about it. Mm-hmm. But visitors to Dracula's castle are more likely to find puncture marks in their arms than their necks this month after medics set up a COVID-19 vaccination centre. I oh, know. Isn't that just perfection? <laughs> yeah. Doctors and nurses with fang stickers on their scrubs are offering free Pfizer shots to all corners of the uh, 14th century Brand Castle, which is purported, sounds like a porpoise, to be an inspiration for the vampire's towering home in Bram Stoker's novel Dracula. Castle staff hope the service will bring more people to the site in Romania's Carpathian Mountains, mm. whereas tourist numbers have plummeted since the start of the pandemic. Yeah. And if I remember that correctly, that came from, now see if I get it right this time, Reuters? Not Reuters. <laughs> yeah, that was last week. No, it was two weeks ago. Oh, I God. said this is from an article by Gold. Reuters. <laughs> Golden mistake. Oh, dear. Yeah, so there we are. Mm. That's, that's my little one. So you've got two minutes. Go for it, girlfriend. Mm. Uh, well, I just want to remind everyone that we have our new episode of True Hauntings out. Um, and again, it is available on iTunes and Spotify. And we go back to Gyra to finish up the Gyra ghost story. Yes. So this is episode... Two. So we did episode one and opened up the story two weeks ago. And um, in between, we had the ostrich in. The ostrich in. And this week, we've gone back to Gyra, the Gyra ghost. And we're telling the story about Minnie and her family and the poltergeist activity that occurred there. And it's fascinating. It's our very own Australian poltergeist story. So check it out. Mm, and I, I really enjoyed the ostrich in as well. That was a bit of a bizarre one, wasn't it? it? It was. I think you might have to save the other story you got there to next week. Yes. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And welcome back to the studio with Anne and Renata as we go into our weekly story from Australia. Yes. Oh, she's shuffling papers. Yes, no, no, no. We're going to Canberra. <gasps> oh, yes. Well, Canberra. Okay, we're there COVID-free. Australia's capital, Canberra. Oh. Hello, Matt from Canberra. I hope mm. you're listening. I'll be checking. Uh, so this one is about the National Film and Sound Archive, which is said to be one of Australia's most haunted buildings. Now, you'd, you'd wonder why, because mm. it's where they keep, they store stuff. So mm. you're wondering why would that place be haunted? And I have heard of that before. Mm. But did you know that the National Film and Sound Archive in Canberra served as the Institute of Anatomy for more than 50 years. Oh, they chopped up body bits. It housed human skeletons, animal specimens and artefacts and was the site of scientific experiments. Oh, there was weird things happening in the lab there. Mm. Oh, now I wish I'd put up that song um, (laughs) about my weird science or something like that. So it's the history of death and dissection that has given it a spooky reputation. 
So you wonder if there's uh, bits and pieces that may have got left behind? Is that what it is? Oh, I don't know. Stains? Maybe, maybe. maybe there's bodily fluids that have stained the floors? Maybe you've been to the National Film and Sound Archive and you have done an investigation there. It would be very interesting to hear if you found anything. We know that our lovely Tim the Owie Man. Yeah, I think Dan McMath has been there yeah, too. Yeah, has done some stuff there. Um, so uh, the building is regarded by most ghost hunters as the most haunted building in Australia. The ghosts that are reported in the building stem from the period when it was the Institute of Anatomy. The building was commissioned in 1920 to be the entrance to a National Museum of Zoology as envisioned by Walter Burley Griffin, who designed the, bu- the blueprint for Canberra. The zoo grounds were to cover much of the current Australian National University. But no lo- not long after work started on the building, the Depression hit and the federal government's coffers ran dry. I think we're getting a repeat of history shortly. <laughs> no. Uh, the Institute of Anatomy is still a popular tourist uh, destination, or it was a popular tourist destination, I'm sorry, and it opened to the public in 1931. And Tim the Owie Man said that there have been a number of reported sightings of Mackenzie's ghost. Who's Mackenzie's ghost? I'll tell you about that in a minute. Wasn't there a Mackenzie? Oh, that was in um, uh, Scotland uh-huh. at the Greyfriars Kirkyard. Yeah. It's yeah. not the same Mackenzie? No, 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 I didn't think so. No. No. It's one of the more extraordinary apparitions, he says. It's been described by some people like a genie out of a bottle. Oh, I think I've got their <laughs> bottle on Trash and Treasure today. They're in the building in the late afternoon and they see an outline of an elderly man dressed well come out of the wall near where his, where his ashes are. So there's a front wall and there are like... You've got to photos. use words. <laughs> we need words, Renata. It's radio. <laughs> Pictures, paintings and everything of famous people that have been associated with the building um, and his ashes are stored behind a plaque. Mackenzie who, though? Well, this Mackenzie guy is associated... God, you're pressing. He's oh, sorry. A, he's, I was talking about a ghost. I need more he's, information. He's associated with the building. He's really important to the so building. So it's not Prime Minister Mackenzie no, or something no, like that. No, It's no. just Joe Blow Mackenzie who <laughs> worked there at some stage or other. It's a bit like our uh, the Richmond Train Museum with Athol. <laughs> yes. We've got Athol in an urn out the back there. And he made our capitals light up. I was very impressed with Athol. We do. I've lost my place. I don't know where I am. <laughs> It's all right. I can feel while I talk about Athol's flashing balls. <laughs> okay. Uh, they're in the building in the late afternoon. They see an outline of an elderly man, elderly man dressed well come out of the wall near where his ashes are. Oh, deja vu. He, <laughs> he just appears there. I need to go home. Doesn't move much and then suddenly sucks back into the where the ashes are behind the wall. Oh, I've got to talk to Tim the Owie Man about this. Another of the commonly reported ghost sightings is that of a little girl that would pop out through a grate. They're all popping out. Yes, in the old. What's your name? In the old theatrette and making visiting school students laugh. Would you like a boiled lolly? There have also been reports of poltergeist activity, particularly where the dissection laboratories used to be. Oh, they're throwing spleens and kidneys around. (laughs) They are. Um, Since the building moved, since the, sorry, God, the National Film and Archive, Sound Archive um, place moved in. (laughs) 
space has been used as an office with two sound recording booths. Quite often, staff would have meetings in that room and they would hear voices coming from the recording booths and they would see things flying around in there. <laughs> We, we can't afford the sound effect machine no. here, so I do it. <laughs> <laughs> all, these, all these tapes had fallen out of anti-gravity tape decks, which can't happen unless someone or something has forced them out. The basement underneath the former laboratories is considered one of the building's haunted hotspots. You know why? That's where bodily fluid would have soaked in. And you know how the fluid of the body is supposed to be quite magical. Blood is, has magical properties. She, oh, I'm getting the look. <laughs> My goodness. A, a group of ghost hunters from New South Wales' south coast stayed overnight. That's Dan. That's Dan um, at the building. They set up their equipment and it all went crazy. Oh, those EMF meters were flashing, <clears throat> Dan, I'm sure. One of the things ghosts or spirits apparently do is suck energy. So they <laughs> suck the life out of the batteries. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, very good. Uh, they had six of these pieces of equipment set up in a row, and we all watched all of the batteries drain from full down to empty at the same time, which is pretty creepy. That would have been pretty mm. creepy. Mm. Most of the reports of spooky activity come from the staff, with an employee who worked there in the 1980s coming forward with an experience not long ago. And he says, in the film and sound archive, it seems you don't need to be a true believer. You can be a sceptic or sitting on the fence to have an experience there. He said, there just seems to be a higher than normal proportion there of really credible eyewitnesses seeing things they can't explain. Oh. Mm, very so interesting. Where did this story come from? How did you find this one? Was this out of a book? Uh, this was from ABC Radio Canberra oh. um, by Penny Travers, who did a piece on the National Film and Sound Archive. And it's one of those places I would love to go to and explore. Mm, absolutely. I'd mm -hmm. be there with bells on. Yeah, absolutely. So have you found anything else spooky in Canberra? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know you can find fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, many not, other delights in really Canberra so. as well. <laughs> apparently, there's big signs up that have all these X's across them, and apparently they've got videotapes or something on DVDs. I don't know. Jeez, that's old school. I know. That's how long it's been since I've been to Canberra. <laughs> I, think, I think all of that stuff's online. And obviously, I, do. I don't know where to find that stuff now, but you do. I do, <laughs> I do not. I do not, you horrible person. Yep. <sighs> Okay. Do I have time to talk about the um, ghost that smells of B.O.? Oh, please do. So he's at the White Hart um, in Wiltshire in England, and there was a uh, barman there, the landlord, the pub landlord, who says that their venue is haunted and they've captured the ghost who has a musty body odor on camera. <laughs> On a CCTV camera caught the moment a bar measure appears to move by itself at the White Hart in Causley, Wiltshire. The couple who run the pub claim it has a history of spooky presences, making themselves known to staff and punters, and some even describe a feeling of a hand touching or scratching them. 
Now, the latest incident appeared on July the 2nd when CCTV inside the pub captured the bar measure moving by itself. What's a bar measure? Um, it's what they um, pour the alcohol in. Oh, so to measure nips. Yeah. Right, yep. okay. Yep. Uh, Adele Gill, who runs the White Heart, and her partner Steve told Somerset Live, it is not the only thing that has happened here. We call him Henry and believe him to be the previous landlord of the pub. Um, the silver bar measure on the counter is captured on camera um, and you can see it moving by itself. So they have a little video of it. Uh, I know it sounds bonkers, but you can smell him. It's like a musty B.O. smell. We smell that and then something happens. <laughs> Before we moved in here, I didn't believe in ghosts too much, um, but staff, weird things happen. Our staff have put up with a lot. One time I was getting something out of the safe and I felt a hand around my leg, fingers and thumb gripping it. It was unreal. A couple Sunday night in my house. A couple <laughs> of times I've had regulars walk out looking very spooked and it's only a week or so later they admit they saw something behind the bar. We've seen it too. It's hard to describe. It's like a fast-moving vapour trail and we've got it on CCTV too. Maybe it's got something to do with the smell <laughs> of the vapour trail. The waiters have felt hands touching them too and been scratched by something. They seem to get picked on. Another time a set of dishes that are usually on top of the fridge have been lined up neatly and perfectly in a row overnight. The kitchen staff have also had things thrown at them and our chest deep freezer opens on its own, which shouldn't be possible because it's tough to open. And our ice machine opens and closes on its own. So they like cold things. Mm -hmm. Not only that one of the customers said one she felt someone tug on her bag in the bathroom, but there was no one there. That's, that's a shocking statement. I don't, I don't know. That was so beautifully and naturally read, Renata. It went was... in and it was tugged. Because I've read it and I've gone, that doesn't make sense anyway. Some bird was in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Someone was tugging on a bag, but there was no one there. Um, and they also hear noises sometimes from the hall, which aren't right. Oh, noises from the hall. <laughs> noises from the hall. Was so it? that comes from that comes from um, a newspaper article, um, and that's all happening in Causley, Wiltshire. So head on over to Causley, Wiltshire, any of our UK listeners, and um, pull up a pew at the pub. And, and try to work out where the pew is coming from. <laughs> And see what you can see. So if you were dead, right, and you came back as a ghost, yeah, would you come back with bad bo? I would try differently not to. <laughs> I, would, I would not. I, no. I wonder if like they met this person before he passed and got a good sniff of his armpits mm -hmm. and then was able to recognise that distinctive B.O. Mm -hmm. as being his. And look, that's what happens sometimes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a way of validating. Mm -hmm. Spirits will bring back something that, yeah, is good for you. <laughs> could be worse. It could be uh, bottom gas. Mm. I had to, oh, I and I've say smelt that. that at times. <laughs> I'm sorry. I pretended it was the dog. <laughs> No, I have. Um, oh, smelt it a lot now. Has we got three cats, two dogs, and a no, husband? No, um, I, I do call them ghost farts. 
Right. You kind of smell like... It's got a bit of sulphur in it, maybe? <laughs> that might be it. Oh. Oh, we are trying to keep you all entertained here. We hope we are. Please let us know. Well, do you know what? Let's have a little break and go to a song. Now, before we go to our song, this is the time to get your phones out and think of your paranormal questions to ask us. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. We've decided to jump in a little bit earlier here and uh, answer our first caller. So wish us luck as we press the phone line and hopefully, hang on, I've got to press. Hang on. Let's make sure I get this right. Do we do desk first? Now we do line one, then we do desk, and then I turn it on and hopefully we've got Patricia. (laughs) <laughs> Did I get yeah. you, Patricia? <laughs> Hello. Yeah, you're, you're as surprised as we are that we've got you. It's okay. You are here. Oh, buttons terrify me. <laughs> Not ghosts. How to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gorgeous one. So what is your question for us, firstly? I've asked you this before, I think, but it was on my Naughty and Nice, Naughty and Nice. Um, it was on one of your other shows on Facebook. Yeah. So I, I don't know if you got to my question. I, I, I cut a long story short. I've lived in this miners' cottage, I've told you that before, for eight years in the Dale, um, in Newcastle, and we have our winter ghost, and our ghost visitor only comes in the winter, and we actually call it our winter ghost, and it's been here since the first year we moved in in the July. Every June when it starts getting cold, um, we get knocks on the door, we get a voice calling out mum all the time. Um, me and my three children have heard it and it's quite friendly and it's just our winter ghost. That's and I'm wondering, bizarre. why is it only in the winter? Well, I'm looking at Renata now, hoping she's going to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, you may find that that was the only time that this particular spirit was there at the house. So they may have moved somewhere else um, during the summer or gone to work elsewhere. Uh, and so okay. they would return back to the home every winter mm. um, if job availabilities or wherever it was uh, was there. It, <clears throat> it may have been a family that kind of only came in back or came back during the winter as well. So uh, there, there could be a number of reasons. It is quite odd that it oh. only comes through during mm. that winter season. Another thought is that maybe you're inside more often during winter because it's colder and you're more aware of what is going on around you. Um, that's I, I don't know. That, that's up to you guys to answer that one. Um, are you inside more often in winter? Oh, a little bit, a little bit, but it's just really... Um, I think Renata might have hit the nail on the head. It's like a light bulb because with being the miners' cottages, because they're so old, when the mines were still open down at Dudley and that... And I think that they did come and work and then travel away. Mm. Yeah. How, how did you feel about the entity? You, you're feeling like they're they're part of the family. You're okay with them? Yeah, yeah, we're fine now. And like we say, we all call it a winter ghost. My nine-year-old is even fine with it. She hears it all the time and says, "Oh, mum, it's that one calling out again." Oh. Like me and, my, no, 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 me and my three kids have been in the same room, and we've heard it come from. It's always in the hallway and the other two bedrooms, which I think were kids' rooms. And it does sound like a child's voice. King in the hallway. Thank you to our little helper in the background there. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my daughter. What? Yeah, and we we hear the walking. It always starts. 
house, every winter always starts with the knocking on the front door. Oh, wow. That's every winter. And we've been lived here for, what, eight, nine years now. So, yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's amazing. What a wonderful story. And I'm glad that you guys feel com- comfortable within your own house. Mm. Oh yeah, we are. It's not like it's not. It's not a scare. It's not scary or anything. Mm. Um, yeah, but we do notice little things moved all the time and that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's and my friend up the road who lives up the road because you know the Dale. It's just basically all miners' cottages. Yeah. Um, her house has poltergeist activity, which I wouldn't be happy there. Ah, okay. They're also all these houses. Um, yeah, she gets like um, the telly will come on with the power points are all turned off. The music display is really loud. And she gets all that sort of stuff. Mm, that's an interesting yeah. one. So where's where's we just got a normal one that calls out mum. Where's the Dale? The window. Oh, Wind- yeah. oh, Windale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she, she obviously doesn't know the talk, Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> no. She's from the heights. <laughs> hey, look, thank you so much for calling in, and uh, I hope that's been of some help to you. Oh, well, I'll look into it more with the miners that when the mines used to be open over this way at Redhead Dudley, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. I think that's that's the cause of it. Cool. All right, I thanks, Patricia. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks, Patricia. Bye. Bye. And I've successfully worked that. Now, we're actually going to go on now with a little few ads and things, and then we'll get ready for our next caller. Here we go. Spooky Sundays may have sent the spirits your way, but remember, consult a human professional before making that life-changing decision. <laughs> and we're back with Paranormal Q&A. So if you have a question, there is still an opportunity to give us a call and we will see if we can deal with it online. So the number is 40891146. And now we have got one of our regulars on. Hello, Erin. How are you? How are you guys? Oh, we're good. What hairy question have you got for us this week, my gorgeous? <laughs> you don't talk a lot about ley, ley lines in your podcast and that. Mm-hmm. Do we have any on them in Australia? So do we have any ley lines in Australia? So Renata, um, I'm going to give that one to you because this is not my specialty and I know that she looked up ley lines. Sorry, I interrupted you, Erin. What else did you have? And what are they called in I think I might know what the other word is. So let's, Renata, are there any ley lines in Australia? Apparently there are. Apparently there's a map that you can actually get and it will show you where the ley lines in Australia are. So apparently they have been mapped out uh, and you the map actually shows you all the ley lines all over the world so there are a couple of interesting ley lines in Australia but of course we have the uh, original uh, first people here in uh, Australia that used something similar to ley lines and they were called song lines and I think in Australia that is more important to understand that um, they traveled via these song lines that could take them from one important spot to another and yeah. um, I think we it, we would do really well in being able to speak more to um, 
these the people, people yeah, yeah. and find out how they navigated mm. Australia in those early years. They certainly didn't have GPS and maps. Um, it yeah. was all on foot and all via intuition and these um, lines, these song lines that led them from one place to the next, whether it was watering holes or places that were safe for them to stop where there was food. Um, but, yeah, it probably would be very similar to what we think of as ley lines. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Um, oh. You don't to say that some of the time on the line they they can be more more Yes, that's true. That is true. Uh, and there are countries around the world that uh, take these ley lines very, very seriously. And um, even in uh, architecture, uh, it has been known that buildings have been cut off where they have met on a ley line, um, so to not disrupt the spirits that are there. But there also seems to be, particularly in England, there seems to be quite a few places that I think the ancient Ram Inn was one of them that had a ley line, ley line underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's supposed to, as you said, um, have more paranormal activity on these ley lines or these energy lines because it almost feeds the mm. the energy of the location. Yeah, and some of the sacred sites and uh, standing stones are also built on alleged ley lines. So mm. places where people have um, practice spirituality mm. and, and stone, ritual for a really long time, yeah. Stonehenge is a very famous one where the ley lines all intersect. Mm. And yeah. the, the White Well and the Chalice Well, isn't there some there as well? I can't remember. Yeah, not sure whether that's on a ley line or not. Yeah. Mm. So I hope that answers your question, Erin. It does. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, gorgeous. Thanks. We love you. We'll look forward to your next love question. You <laughs> oh, bye. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And welcome back. With You're here with Anne and Renata on Spooky Sundays at Newcastle Live Radio. And I want to take a moment to just mention that Isaac Butterfield has a new YouTube video out which features us. Us what and what? <laughs> and it's called The Ghostly Hitchhiker. Haunting an Australian Road, and it's part of his Devil's Advocate series that he is doing. And this is part two of what we were filming out on the Central Coast a few months ago. And this is about uh, Wilfred Barrett Drive and the hitchhiker that has been seen many times associated with that dark creepy roadway and it's a very dark roadway I had to drive them up and down that roadway and uh, just after we finished filming on the beach it bucketed down, it, did. it absolutely poured and I'm trying to drive along with the camera in the front seat and uh, the guys in the back seat with their own camera and I'm trying to um, talk them through what are they feeling how they're feeling about it whilst concentrating on this road which is a deadly road, so many people have died mm-hmm. Had serious accidents on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. a bit cray cray. But the whole story is about this girl that has been seen uh, on the road, and um, she seems to be a hitchhiker. She's standing there waiting for a lift, and people over the years have either seen her and driven past, and there have been some that have seen her stopped, and she gets into the back seat of mm-hmm. their car, doesn't say much. 
and they drive on and there is a particular point in the road where she seems to then just disappear. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what the name of the, um, it's like this age living complex off to the side of the road and it's very beautiful, very mm. five star, but it's around that area there that she disappears. Mm. Very interesting. And look, these um, these sightings have come from many different people in the community. So not only policemen, mm-hmm. um, but doctors. Taxi drivers. Taxi drivers. Bus drivers, truck drivers. Mm-hmm. They've all picked her up and... Then she vanishes. Drops her off. <laughs> That's right. So who is this girl? That's That was the whole premise of, of this particular episode. Who is this girl? Um, what is she doing? What is she waiting for? Why is she repeating this story over and over again over so many years? Uh, and why is it that some people see her and some don't? Mm. And uh, after watching it, oh, they left out some of the really good bits that were in there uh, because I took... Um, That's true. The, the three of them, they had their friend with them. I took him first and he didn't actually pick up on much except at one spot where he went, oh, that's a bit creepy. I don't know what that was. And I mm-hmm. said, okay, well, mark it here. There's an electrician sign. So we'll know that's the spot that you felt it. And he didn't feel anything else for the rest of the drive. Then I took Isaac and um, he was... Uh, yeah, he's he being an Isaac, and then we got to that same point, and he's gone. Oh, I feel something really horrible here, something really bad. It was exactly the same spot. Wow! And they didn't know; mm-hmm. they weren't comparing notes mm-hmm. in between. Because uh, I was sitting with the others in the car, yeah, uh, and we weren't allowed to talk, so no. I made sure no one talked about anything in between. Yeah, and uh, he was actually picking up on some really good stuff, mm-hmm. and I was so impressed at how well he was he was tapping into his ability that mm-hmm. I don't think he realised he even had uh, until the ovulus said a word and it like almost snapped him out of it mm-hmm. and brought him back mm-hmm. um, and then I took Claire yeah, I'm, I'm interested to know Little how Claire Dixon. Went. Oh, she's she said I've I've got this picture in my mind of a car and there's all like young guys in it and they're all yelling out of the car and they stop to pick up this girl. It's really late at night. They've picked her up. She's got into the back seat and I'm saying to her like, look down at your feet. What can you see on your feet? Because I was trying to get her to be in the body of the person that mm-hmm. she was seeing. She's going, oh, I've got um, flip flops on and I can see my toenails are painted. Um, so she started to describe what she was wearing and um, it turns out that one of the stories of the uh, the, the, the girl ghost, that's been seen yeah was actually picked up by a car full of young guys mm. and um, one by one oh we won't tell too much you've got to go and watch Isaac's thing but mm. they left all of that out and I thought I understand why they have mm. because too many people would have said you just read the story mm-hmm. and you've just um, pretended that you were being psychic mm-hmm. um, but they hadn't they didn't know the stories no no at because all because we took them into the cemetery they had no idea why they were going to the cemetery either yeah so I, I was so impressed with them with what they picked up but then we didn't put it in what ends up on the cutting room floor it's always the oh, way maybe it'll be some extra at some point in time yeah well look we have got coming up in the next half hour the paranormal trash and treasure make sure you have gone over to the uh, Facebook live page uh, Newcastle Newcastle live Facebook oh, words Newcastle live radio Facebook page because I have the picture there of tonight's item 
and it's a very interesting item with some symbols and things on it. Mm -hmm. And the story that goes with it is another fantastical one. You will all enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And then what have we got after that? Uh, we've got some tarot. Oh, I've got weird story. I've got my weird oh, yeah, story of the week. Weird story of the week. Which and we're, yep. we're going to be time slipping. Yep. And I've even got a, a weird story how I ended up with the weird story. <laughs> Time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. And you are definitely back on the other side with Anne and Renata on Newcastle Live Radio. And we are heading into our second hour now. And Anne's going to go hell for leather. Oh, I'm <laughs> going to whip off a frenzy here. Oh, I know, with paranormal trash and treasure and we're loving this segment this is awesome what do you got for us this weekend well i hope you've all had a chance to go over to the newcastle live radio facebook group and have a look at the bottle that i've put there now it's a very metallic shiny gray it's got some symbols which are raised on it and it's got a couple of sigils um it's got on the very top there it has has a uh, a pentacle pentacle or somebody called it a pentagram, a pentacle which is oh, the pentagon pentagon. <laughs> pentagon. Uh, sorry, it's got the star, the five pointed star with the circle around it. Oh, that just makes it spooky. And it's away. got black wax dripping all down it. It, it looks very very spooky. It looks like an old wine bottle to me. But it's <laughs> all right. That's my Chateau, my segment done. Chateau Thank you. <laughs> oh, blue nun. All right. <laughs> We're showing our age now. Or TR2, Tramina Riesling from Wyndham Estate. Oh, that was a good drop. Anyone want to send me a box of that? Go for it. All right. So now this was on eBay and it has sold. It, it actually did sell this one and it went for 51 US dollars. Oh. Um, and it was described as a sealed bottle bound paranormal entity dibook box active spirit. But it's not a box. No. <laughs> It's not a box. Never mind. Uh, but I do like that they've tried to cover absolutely everything. I think the only thing they didn't put in there was witch. Mm -hmm. uh, but they do have the, the pentacle on top there, which is That's associated true. with witchcraft. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I mean, they've covered everything. Mm -hmm. They do have in big, bold capital letters their attention. Please bid responsibly. During this time of crisis, necessities are more important than spooky artefacts. If you have the disposable income, by all means, bid. Otherwise, please consider what is more important. Oh, that's nice. They're doing their duty of that is care. Nice. But let me tell you the story oh, behind okay. this fantastic bottle. Okay, pull up, pull up a pew, everyone. Here we go. A few years ago, I was contacted by an enigmatic figure who called himself Freight. X11, which is, of course, 12 for us people that know their Roman numerals. <laughs> I think Renata invented them. Who loved my paintings and commissioned several occult-themed pieces. He, in turn, inspired many of my art pieces since then. The man was an extraordinary individual. Besides being a natural, charismatic showman, he also had an unending fascination with the occult. He could talk your ear off for hours about weird, spooky 
spooky esoteric stuff. Imagine P.T. Barnum crossed with Alistair Crowley. Mm. 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 Not long ago, I was informed by Freighter Twelfth's wife, who formerly went by the moniker Sororo. She was 24. That he is no longer with us, and in his will, he bequeathed to me six spooky looking bottles sealed in black wax, bound in some sort of twine and painted top to bottom. It seems that Freighter 12 was a self styled magus, magus, who, or magus, whatever you want. Magie Noodles, no, who specialised in binding malevolent entities summoned and unable to be put down by amateur occultists and mm-hmm. dabblers. He would use these bottles as vessels to bind these entities. I don't know. I think some people may have used those bottles to wee in when they couldn't stop anywhere in the traffic. Anyway. Oh, well, they used to use those yeah. spells too. Yeah. Yes, they do. According to him, any glass bottle would do. He would use anything he had lying around or found at thrift shops or dollar stores. He even boasted he trapped an entity in a glass Dr. Pepper bottle he had laying around on the floor of his car. There you go. Mm-hmm. He would then bind them in enchanted twine and seal the top with wax from a black candle using a signet to imprint a sigil into it as it cooled down. I end up selling these bottles on eBay as they have found homes across the country, including a well-respected occult star in occult star, occult store in Utah, which of all places, I really I've, didn't I've, think it would have sold well there. I find that hard to believe, but never mind. Yeah, where the manager bought it and flipped it for $200. There's a whole show in that. I could see that they do flipping properties, but we could flip paranormal trash or treasure. We could. Um, and ended up uh, in a personal collection of an Italian esotericist. <laughs> it sounds like a bit like a terrorist. Anyway, since then, Sororor 24th has decided to leave the occultist lifestyle and cleaned her home of all related items, sending me several packages of, you guessed it, haunted bottles, like dozens of them. Oh, since she knows I can use the money and she wants to get rid of them, she has been sending me more and more when she gets the chance to visit her storage shed. So up for auction is one of these bottles. This is your own chance to own a real occult artefact. Now, there's been some very intrepid listeners um, or watchers of these items who have asked some very pertinent questions, mm-hmm. and you'll be pleased to know that they have answered all the questions. So, I mean, one of the first questions would be, is it real? <laughs> So some they've said a short answer is, I believe so. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there we are. We've got a nice long answer. In all honesty, I'm an artist, not an occultist. While I have marginal knowledge of such things, I am not an expert on the occult or spooky stuff. But I do have the word of a good friend who is no longer with us, Freighter the Twelfth, and his <coughs> widow, Sororo the 24th, who is also a good friend. I believe in supernatural and trust their word. Plus, I get a creepy vibe when I'm near these things. Heck, even when I'm near my garage where these things are being stored in a circle of salt, I get a major, major case of the Chippelies. And the what? <laughs> the Chippelies. Look, J-I-B-B-L-I-E-S. Yeah, nice. Nothing like the Chippelies. Mm-hmm. Um, I make no guarantees or pretenses. If you're not a believer or on the fence, take them for what they are, an interesting conversation piece that might be haunted. Now, they've used stars either oh, side look, there. I, I think we've got a market here. I think, I oh, think yeah. we're doing the wrong thing, Anne. I know. We 
need to be going and finding Coke bottles out of the bins mm-hmm. and painting them silver black and mm-hmm. and using wax. And we know you drippy candles. You can get those nice drippy candles. I know. We can we can put something in it, maybe a bell that rattles or a couple of little stones, so it sounds like there's something inside it. Um, all right. So then another question. Another question. Yeah. Yep. If these are real, are they dangerous? According to Sorora, the 24th, (laughs) she would never store anything dangerous, let alone give them to me to sell to strangers online. Right. Fair enough. Um, All right. So if these are real, how do I realise what's inside? The answer to that one. Crack it open. First, why on earth would you want to do that? So there you go, Renata. You've said crack it open, and they've answered you. They psychically knew you were going to do that. Second off, wonderful idea, though. You sell them an empty bottle of nothing, and you tell them you can't open it because Mm. you will be releasing something really awful. And this is what Sorora, the 24th, says. Any secrets to unleashing these things have been taken to the grave with her late husband. She refuses to tell me if simply unsealing the bottle will release anything either. She, her advice is, they are sleeping peacefully. Let them rest comfortably. Mm. So there's lots of symbols on the outside there, and I did uh, look some of them up to work out oh, what no, they no, were. No, no, read the last one, please. Which one? Please. I opened, I opened the bottle. I found the top part stuffed with styrofoam. <laughs> WTF? Question Don't you mark. know that styrofoam holds in demons? Oh, that does. It's as good as salt. <laughs> Have you ever tried to put styrofoam back in its little packet? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously they've had some complaints on the items and right. people have opened them up and this is some of the things people have said. So they've come up with um, uh, uh, possible answers as to why. Now, look, one of the symbols on there was uh, the pentacle, which is a circle with the pentagram in it, the mm-hmm. five-pointed star, mm-hmm. and that's actually a symbol of protection in witchcraft. Mm-hmm. It's not actually a symbol of anything of fear, unless you're in Hollywood and then, of course, it's fear. Now, one of the other symbols on there was what looks like an infinity symbol mm-hmm. with um, a, a cross with an extra line through it, almost like a telegraph pole, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, so that is actually the Levi- Le- Leviathan's cross or the cross of Satan. <gasps> yep. Really? Yes. So apparently Anton LaVey, who started off uh, Satanism, yes, yes. Uh, used this as a symbol and it's not seen before that time. Right. right? It, it's something that he's created for uh, his um, Bible, Satan, Satanic Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the double cross symbolizes protection and balance between the person. Uh, The infinity sign is the eternal universe. Um, Although they do say that this sign was created originally by the Knights Templar. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it was adopted by the Satanists. So I'm not sure which one of those two stories are correct. There is also in um, alchemy, it mm-hmm. is meant to be the, the symbol for sulfur. So the, the mistake these guys made with this particular item is that they left the um, glue gun up the back in the photo and also <laughs> the paint tins that they've obviously used. It. So I'm not thinking this is a real one, guys. Oh, my God. Always look at the photos they put up. They'll be helpful. Right. Um, I think we need a break. I'll do the song after that. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. 
Welcome back, everyone. And uh, we are back, and and myself, and we are ready for our next weird story yeah. from your book called Seriously Weird. It is. Um, I went for a shopping spree on thrift books, mm-hmm. and uh, you can buy lots of books there secondhand. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing what you can find. Now, look, this particular story, I um, it's not it's not a Liberace story for those who listened last week. It's it's a little bit more serious than the Liberace one. But I was reading through um, magazines and things trying to find something to to talk about, and I had the Fortean Times, which is where I got the Liberace story from, and they had one in there about a time slip in Grins- Grimsby. I went, oh, that's a really interesting one. And I thought, well, I'll just have a look at my seriously weird true stories book that just turned up, and I, I flipped through, and I thought, I'm just going to flip to whatever page it opens up to. Lo and behold, it opens up to a time slip story. And I went, you know what? That's a good enough sign to, for me that mm-hmm. I've got to do a time slip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Renata, what, what is a time slip? It's when you find yourself in a particular place and all of a sudden everything around you seems to change and you're not quite sure you are anymore but you are in that same place but it seems to be a different time a different era yeah so all of a sudden where you've had uh, the tesla driving past you it turns into a horse and carriage and there's people in in uh, old worldy clothing um and all of a sudden it it goes back again it's yeah. almost like you've stepped through into another parallel universe or a different part of time and mm-hmm. it, it just is, it's a slip mm-hmm. so it happens quite often mm. and we, we think time is linear mm. but in actual fact it's Kind Who knows not. what it is. Yeah. Now, look, just at this stage before we start our time slip story, if you would like to text your uh, tarot question through, so if you've got a, a burgeoning question about your career, your love life, um, whether you should start a business or whatever it is that you might have that you just would like a little bit of help from the, the spirits out there or from your ancestors or whoever it is you believe in, you can text your question now to zero. 0490 That's 0490 But now, let's have some story time with Auntie Anne. Okay. We're going to go to France, August 1901. Can I have some accordion music, please? Um, I can't do accordion music. That's, that's not accordion music. Well, it's the best I can do. At least it's in tune. On a hot August afternoon in 1901, two respectable Victorian ladies on holiday in France set out to explore the Palace of Marie Antoinette in Versailles. Or for those people who would like to read it phonetically, it's Versailles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be murdering some French here shortly. <laughs> oh, that's it. Cough into the microphone right now. There's a Sorry. cough mute there. Um, so the ladies uh, were Miss Charlotte and Elizabeth Mobley, principal of St. Hugh's Hall at the University of Oxford, and Miss Eleanor Frances Jourdain, a teacher with her own girls' school in Watford. Miss Jourdain had a rented flat in Paris. <laughs> oh, she's done it. <laughs> On the 10th of August, the Two companions boarded a train for Versailles. They spent much of the day touring the palace itself, then rested in the Salle de Glaces. It was 
it's not until about four in the afternoon that Ms. Mobley suggested that they should visit, visit the Petit Trianon, Anon, one of the smaller palaces of Versailles. The Petit Trianon <laughs> lies about a kilometre and a half, or a kilometre, and a half northwest of the main palace. The two ladies consulted their guide map and set off to find it. They arrived eventually at the Grand Trianon, a companion building. Instead of turning right as they should have done, they went straight ahead and entered a narrow lane running roughly at right angles to the main drive. After walking around the outside of a building a number of times, they asked directions from two men they thought were gardeners. They were told to go straight on, but somehow made a detour to the left. That was my French accent. They passed a smallish building they described as a kiosk. That's French again. Um, uh, And then they quite suddenly began to distinctly feel weird. For Miss Moberly, the feeling was one of sadness, which she could not understand. Not wanting to spoil the outing, she said nothing about it, but Miss Jordan was just as uncomfortable. She found the place lonely and depressing and felt as if she was sleepwalking. They continued on and met a number of people who seemed to be wearing very old-fashioned clothing. When they asked directions in French... Both noticed these people pronounced the words oddly. Maybe they were Australians. Miss Jordan thought one man used an old form of the language. They came out eventually into the front drive and the odd feeling suddenly lifted. Without discussing their experiences, they took a carriage to the Hotel de Reservoir, where they... Oh, I thought that said they had sex, but it's not. They had tea. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Oh, I need to clean my glasses. Oh, that caught me by surprise. <laughs> it's all right. We're after nine. Um, sorry. Um, for a week, neither of them spoke about the Petit Trianon, but Miss Mobley started to write a letter home and found herself sinking into the same weird mood. On impulse, she asked Miss Jordan if she thought the Petit Trianon was haunted. Miss Jordan said she did. At this stage, the two ladies began to compare notes. Then they started to wonder about the way the people had been dressed. Miss Mobley found one woman she'd seen was not seen at all by Miss Jordan, even though they walked right up to her. Three years later, They returned back to Versailles and again to visit the Petit Trianon. On this visit, they found it completely changed. But by consulting the guidebooks and talking to officials, they soon discovered the changes had not been made in the last three years. There should have been no changes at all from their first visit. The two ladies began to study history books which showed the Trianon as it was at the time of Louis XVI. At this point, they discovered something astonishing. Their first visit in 1901 had taken them to the the Petit Trianon exactly as it had been towards the end of the 18th century, the late 1700s. They concluded that one woman that they might have seen may have been Mary Antoinette herself, but not a ghost, not dead. She was there and they were there in her time. Somehow or other, they had stepped back in time. 
So that was a bit of a time slip going down this alley. And this the other story that I was reading as well, that people had this feeling of this wobbleness. Wobbleness? Is that a word? Wobbliness? Mm-hmm. And of um, uh, a, a light and uh, things changing around them. Somebody suggested it may have been a fancy dress party that was on there at mm-hmm. the time, but mm-hmm. they looked at the records. There was no fancy dress party. There was absolutely no explanation for this time slip. Mm-hmm. That is a very, very famous story. Mm. Very well-known story for anyone who is into the paranormal that's been written up in books. These two ladies were teachers. Yeah. So they they weren't known to sort of No flights of fancy. Up. No, that's absolutely right. Now, before we go to our song, just remember, please text in your tarot reading questions. We've got a few already. We've got a treat for you tonight. We've got our brand new, frightfully good, naughty, nice oracle cards we'll be reading for for the first time on Newcastle Live Radio. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we are now up to our tarot questions. And thank you, everyone, for sending in your questions. We are going to try and get through as many as we can. Yeah, we've got, we'll have time for a couple more if people still want to text those through mm-hmm. on 0490 uh, Joe just has a question here for you. What's the difference between a pentacle and a pentagram? Okay, so a pentacle has the circle around it. So it's like encapsulating everything and the energy that's held within the pentagram and the pentagram uh, is all about the elements um, and it's a sign of protection so you have earth air fire water and spirit in the middle so it's a very sacred sign and symbol uh, a lot of witches wear it now as uh, sort of part of their their jewelry collection or, or to identify as a witch uh, but it is a very very sacred and ancient symbol Thank you, Renata. Uh, We have another question here. Hi, lovely ladies, loving your show every week. My question tonight is, will we get our roof fixed soon? We have been trying to organise a roof repairer for weeks now. Thanks from Karen. Oh, Karen, I am so sorry for you. What is it with these people here? Don't they want money? Well, I mean, some of them, they they can't come out now. And this is is part of the issue, but they've Mm. got no excuse up until Friday last week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just a reminder, we are using our new Frightfully Good, Naughty and Nice tarot cards, or Oracle cards, Oracle cards, sorry, that have just arrived, and you can actually buy a set of these. They are 40 cards. I thought you were going to say $40. I thought you just put the price up. There are (laughs) are 40 cards in the set, and look, believe me, they cut to the chase very, very quickly. We're we're a little bit blunt, a little bit naughty, a little bit nice, and mm-hmm. then there are a couple of swear words in there, so just be aware that if you're delicate, they're not for you. Yeah, don't buy them for the kiddies. <laughs> um, so you have the King of Cups, and the King of Cups is all about staying steadfast while everything around you might be crumbling. So the idea is put a little bit of pressure on uh, the people that you are asking to come and tell them, look, don't... Don't lie to me if you can't come or there's something else on or whatever. Just let me know so I can get somebody else. So that's 
that's the issue. You've got to put more pressure on. And interestingly enough, the naughty card is also saying, just make a choice so you can start moving again. You're stuck in a pile of poo. So you need to boot these ones and go and ask someone else instead of waiting for the... And you're trying to do the right thing. This is the problem. You're trying to do the right thing and it's making you stuck. So get rid of them and go find someone else that will do it for you. Love from the naughty aunties. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, the next one we have, um, should I get... Oh, hang on. Should I get back into dating game? Will I find my dream bow or will I keep finding lemons? She wants both cards and this is Erin. Oh, Erin. Erin. Well, look, you've got the sun card, my darling. So I think that you are heading as as it starts to warm up and as we get to a point where we can actually go outside and be social once again, I think that someone is waiting for you around the corner. Absolutely. I think it's going to happen, Erin, before Christmas. Oh, this is an interesting card to pull for you. This is uh, our card that belongs to our gorgeous Bonnie. Stop apologising. You did nothing wrong. So um, are you thinking that you may not be good enough to go out in the dating market? No, you're, you are a beautiful, beautiful person and there is someone who is just right for you out there. So don't think that you're not good enough. You are and uh, good luck to you. And I can thoroughly recommend this lovely lady. I've met her and she is just gorgeous. <laughs> Setting out I would date, dating recommendations I would date now. her if I had a, didn't have a husband. <laughs> All right, there we go. Um, so um, we've got one here now from Renee. Hi ladies, loving the show. My question is, is now the right time to be applying for a new job? Things are looking bad at my current workplace. Oh, Renee. Oh, Renee, I am so sorry. Uh, You have the justice card and the justice card is about really taking what you deserve at this point in time. So if they are treating you like rubbish there or not um, utilising your skills, then the thing about it is that you really do need to look forward and look at what might be better for you at this point in time. Now, that's not going to guarantee that it's going to happen overnight, but if you don't start looking, there is no way you're going to get another job. So you have to be proactive here. So stay where you are, but keep an eye out. And if you find something that is of interest to you, put an application in. You can always say no, but I I think it's time for you to make a move. Actually, learning to say no is a very valuable tool, Mm -hmm. and it's very hard. She's trying to sneak a peek at my cards. I'm looking at what you got. Now, I have to say that Renata and I wrote the comments on these cards. Um, They're all our own work and our own inspirations, except for one, which was actually given to us by one of our spirit guides when we were doing our glass dowsing. Mm-hmm. But this one was written by Renata. I recognise it because there's no way I would write anything like this. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Renee, throw your head back, spit into the wind and show them what you've got. Yes. So you need to sing your song a little bit louder, girlfriend. I think you have been holding back and you've been a little shy to actually show just how bloody marvellous you are. So either in this job here, you have to step up and show them what you've got or when you go for your job interviews, don't be uh, afraid to tell people how freaking awesome you actually are. All right, that's love from the naughty aunties. 
So people, don't forget, we've got time. We're going to go to a song shortly, but uh, 0490-84886. Anyone who has had a reading from us at the moment, if you've had something that really resonates with you, please let us know. Send us a text message. Um, Now, we've got one tonight from the gorgeous Zach, who wants to have a general guidance card, please. All right, Zach, thank you for calling in. And Zach, I'm wondering with this particular card, which is the King of Pentacles, whether you're actually feeling that you are getting anywhere even close to where you had hoped you would be at this point in time. And what is holding you back? What is holding you back? Because the King of Pentacles is all about creating wealth and abundance within his life. And there is always this foreboding shadow for some people that if they get to a point where they're quite abundant and wealthy, maybe they might lose their friends or maybe they might lose um, their social circle or maybe it's just going to be all too much hard work and so therefore they're just not even going to try. They're just going to keep in their little zone. But that is not you. I I think you are holding uh, holding yourself back and it is possible for you to reach for those dreams that you've always had. So you you need to really ramp it up and, you know, don't worry about anybody else. Just do your own thing and make those dreams come true. Now, interestingly, I mentioned that only one of the cards in our deck was one that came from our spirit guides. And you've got that card, Zach, and it's a really interesting card. It says, hurt is wasted energy to heal realize your part in this issue. So obviously you've been hurt at some stage or other by someone or some situation. Um, And look, none of us are fault free in some of these situations. And we have to go, you know what, I didn't do the right thing there either, but I'm going to let it go now because putting all this energy into feeling hurt and damaged is not actually taking me anywhere. It's not doing anything for me. So let it go and that will allow yourself to heal and start being the awesome person you actually are. Spooky Sundays may have sent the spirits your way, but remember, consult a human professional before making that life-changing decision. All right, so we've got another question here. And also thank you to all those people who are tuning in and listening to our show tonight. You don't know how much we appreciate that. Um, And send more people our way. Anyway, we've got a, a card here for Kay. Can I get a naughty, nice card for my love life? Okay, well, you know, oh, that's that me. Yeah, that's you. All right, so You're this on. is the Frightfully Good See You on the Dark Side cards. Mm-hmm. Which um, are available to buy. Just just get in contact with us at uh, Anna and Renata. Although and... Kay might not want to buy <laughs> after this. <laughs> oh, no. Because the card's saying, why don't you ask your spirit guides for some help on this one? <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you've got to ask your spirit team to send you someone who's going to be your uh, lover in life or partner in life or just a one-nighter or whatever it is that you need to fulfill you right now. So, uh, Kate, yeah, send it out to the spirit team because it's beyond anyone else's help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
right. Okay, now remember those cards are available. <laughs> <laughs> From Anne and Renata, Frightfully Good, we have delivered probably about 100 mm, decks yeah. over the last three days. Yeah, we've got RSI from writing on. <laughs> I did get Renata to help me. I literally got RSI. Yeah, anyway, so, yep. so um, we've got uh, Deborah Ann here who's who was actually throwing something in about the time slip. Maybe that's what goes are people in a time slip. That's and true. And I have actually thought that before. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, uh, Deborah Ann, very good point. But her question is, is it worth me staying at my current job or move on and find another job? job. Now, again, this boils down to how well your current um, place of employment treats you because you have the king of swords. So you're an ideas person. You're a person that will stand up and go, look, I've got a great way of doing this. And if they keep on saying, look, not right now or uh, no, and again, you're not reaching your full potential, then it is time for you to take a look at what else is available, my dear. And we've got Bonnie's card again. Stop apologising. You did nothing wrong. So once again, you have to um, show a little bit more strength or show a little bit more sparkle or dazzle where you are now so that you are appreciated for your gloriousness because you are very good at what you do. That's true. It's just you're hiding your light under a bushel mm-hmm. or a hashtag sacred bush. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, what have we got? Uh, we've got a person here who is a no name. Um, um, but their mobile number ends in 795. Will I be alone forever? Oh, and the card that came out for that one has got absolutely nothing to do with romance. <laughs> it is a card, um, it's the Four of Pentacles. And you know what? I'm going to interpret this uh, to your question. And you are absolutely and totally holding yourself back. There is, again, something there that sits there um, within you that is so frightened of this whole relationship thing, whether you've been stung by someone before, whether they've taken advantage of you, whether it is a family of origin thing uh, where you've just never had the ability to truly be your whole self and to appreciate who you truly are there is something that is so holding you back my sweet and it is so unfair because you really have so much to give it's just trying to work out how to do it this is, I'm sure people are going to think that we've only got three cards in this deck. <laughs> so the, the card that I have pulled for you uh, says, stop apologising, you did nothing wrong. So uh, once again, you must have some sort of past hurt here, uh, which you think you're at fault and you're not. Mm. But what I've done is I've, I've pulled a second card to give a bit of clarification on that. And it was Renata's other card, throw your head back, spit into the wind and show them what you've got, mm. which is literally saying to me that uh, you need to to show people more of truly who you are. Uh, Don't be frightened to be true to yourself and um, sparkle a little bit. It's okay. So that was love from the naughty aunties. Yeah, you'll eventually right, find the right person. So that that brings us to the end of our show. Now, Renata, what have we got coming up next week? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> but we do have our show on Tuesday mornings on Facebook. Uh, it's on the Anne and Renata dash was it hyphen frightfully good uh, page and we have the ABC of paranormal strangeness at 10am on a Tuesday morning and since you're all home in Newcastle you can listen to it and Sydney what's this week's topic um uh, mesmerism ooh nice mm, nice yes 
Mesmerism. Mr. Mesmer. And uh, then we're also on Thursday nights where we have our uh, Frightfully Good show Mm -hmm. with the Naughty and Nice Tarot Show, and that's at 8.30pm. Yeah, and look, it's going to be a a horrid week for many people, so we might jump on and do some lives and um, just bring some joy and happiness to the world. And look, we are at the moment doing really awful jokes on TikTok. Oh, we are. Really, really awful jokes. And need to go to Anne. Ghost jokes. (laughs) Yeah, you need to go to Anne and Renata. (laughs) And if you have any really awful ghost jokes to give us, can you send it to us? Yeah, that, that would be awesome. That would be great. We're, we're trying to pre-record when we're together and when mm. we're allowed to legally be together and we record a whole heap of them and then we put them up every day. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to have Maitland Jail on Friday night, but we don't know if that's going to yeah. go ahead. Yeah. But in the meantime, if you'd like to buy a pack of the Naughty and Nice Tarot cards, or Oracle cards, I should say, head over to the Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page and just send us a private message there, a DM, direct message, and uh, we'll explain to you how you can buy those cards. But please be aware we are the only person you can buy those cards from at the moment do not be fooled by any others who are Mm. pretending to be us now we're going to be going to the news straight after this song so we are going to the cranberries and we need (gasps) to say goodbye bye everyone have a great week most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer so it's time to call in Anne and Renata Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.